0: Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. I'm excited about another episode of our podcast. As a reminder, we started this podcast a little over a year ago to highlight local stories of faith in sports, and today you're going to hear from Paul Daniels. Paul is originally from Selma, Alabama, a recent graduate of Dallas County High School where he played football. He also... Played football for one year at Faulkner University in Montgomery, Alabama, and currently is taking some time off to work and focus on his relationship with Christ as well. He's a solid young man. He's been a faithful volunteer for all in sports outreach, both in Selma and in Birmingham. So I'm excited for you to hear from Paul. He's just an incredible young man. So let's jump right into his story. Well, thanks for joining me today, Paul. Thanks for having me. You bet. So... Let's start off with you just sharing um, a little bit about yourself, growing up in Selma, a little bit about your family, um, and maybe even talk about what is it like growing up in a town like Selma?
1: Well, um, I, so I, as, as you said, I grew up in Selma. Um, it wasn't – I mean, there's not much to do in Selma, so, like, you know, a lot of times we hang out with friends and stuff. Um, from, you know, going to the gym and just having small pickup games at, like, the middle school or whatnot – um, but you know, growing up, it wasn't, I mean, we, we didn't have like hardships or anything like that, especially with my family. Um, mm-hmm. I was blessed, blessed enough to have both of my parents. Um, I grew up in the, I joke about it all the time, but I grew up in the shadow of my sister. Hmm. Um, she went, she played at Dallas County, she played softball and she was the pitcher there and she won a state championship with their team and went on to Win two national championships at AUM. Oh wow, Montgomery. Yes, sir. And uh, won NAIA Player of the Year without touching a bat. Set a whole bunch of records, and you know I laugh. We laugh about it all the time. And I still live in her shadow, but uh, <laughs> it's it's. I mean, we it's just a joke around our house. Um, but other than that, I mean, we I just grew up like a normal kid. Nothing special. Went to church every day. I mean, not every day, but every yeah. Sunday. And, you know, I was always involved with the church, um, but besides that, I mean, it was just good old Selma, Alabama.
0: <laughs> so what what sports did you play growing up?
1: Well, I, let's see, I started out playing baseball, Little League baseball, mm-hmm. and from there, you know, I kind of kind of got tired of it, because my, my uncle made it horrible for me. Mm. Um, he, you know, he didn't go by rules, he was, you know, win, 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 and You know, there's a point where win-win-win doesn't always come into effect. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my third grade, when I was in third grade, I joined City League football, and that's where my passion for football came from. Mm. Um, Went out there, and I was too big to play in the the age group I was in. So I had to play in the grade above, like Mm. the age group above. So Mm. I was like the youngest guy out there playing with these older guys. And, uh, they, I mean, they were more talented than me because I was younger and I hadn't developed yet. But um, I definitely had some size. So I played offensive line the whole time at that point. But um, from there, um, after I got done there, my sixth grade year, I went to Martin Middle Martin middle, middle School. Mm-hmm. Um, then started playing baseball and football. I played football my seventh grade year. Um, did awesome you know, I thought I was cool, you know, I started, I was beating out everybody, just the only reason I started is because I had size on people, I was bigger than your average seventh grader, and um, my seventh grade year, you know, I, I, you know, God, it says in the Bible, you know, um, the humble, like, is the humble we right, held up with righteousness, but the prideful will fall, mm. you know, pride is the fall and all that, talks about that, and I wanna say, it's, it's, Roberts.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Um, it, I broke my leg, like third game of the season, um, in baseball. Could and I, I kind of like, I kind of put it with me being probable because you know I was seventh grader. I was you know doing big things and I was puffing my chest up a little bit. And It was God, what God's way of like, hey, you know, calm down a little bit. That's why that's what I associated with.
2: But mm-hmm.
1: um, kid came in on a rundown. Um, I was playing first base, come flying down the home plate, uh, bad throw, jump into the baseline and all my weight was on my left leg and he slid and a, his folded leg hit it and it broke. And, you know, I was in a wheelchair for three months. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, it was a good time for me. <laughs> a lot of thinking. Yeah. Um, and you know, I kind of, kind of grew from that. You know, my mom kind of associated, like, hey, you know, she helped me through it a lot. She took me to school every day, you know. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't it was cool. You know, I kind of ducked my head when uh, she walked me into school because yeah. I didn't want anybody to see me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would say but, seventh uh, grade is not the time you want mom dropping you and walking you into school, right?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, moving on, eighth grade year, my coach asked me, that he was like, are you going to try out for basketball? And I was like, um. Sure. So I went out for tryouts, and I made it. Mm. I did, didn't know how to do it, you know. Um, shot a couple threes, you know. Rebounded, and you know I stuck with the other guys just because I, mean, I developed a little bit more as an athlete, and you know had a little bit more endurance. But um, from there, you know, played. You now played all three sports that year, and. Toward the end of my eighth grade year, um, the high school freshmen had come up and start practicing with them, and it was just me and me and another guy, Gabe Denson. Um, he was a quarterback, and I was a tight end. Going up, and we were practicing with the high school team, the you know, varsity, um, and it was a, it was a really good experience for me, you know, seeing how it translates from middle school to high school.
0: Yeah, big difference, right?
1: Yeah. It, it, it's a lot faster, um, and, you know, people are bigger, a lot bigger. <laughs> and uh, so I got in ninth grade, you know, I'm playing JV, and you know, I'm traveling varsity. I actually got my first start my freshman year. Um, it was the coldest, uh, it's funny funniest experience for me. Um, coldest night ever. We're playing Elmore County. We're getting the brains beat out of us. And... Our starting tight end, he was a senior that year, he he went down, he messed up his knee, and I think he tore his ACL, if I remember correctly. And it was after halftime, it was about, like, third or fourth quarter, end of third or beginning of fourth. And during halftime, I went and put my hoodie on because it was so cold. And, you know, I got these long sleeves on, I got my hood over my head, under my helmet. And all of a sudden, I hear them screaming my name out, like, you know, like, what do you want me to do? I don't know what you're trying to get me to do. I, I'm a freshman. I don't know anything. Yeah. I play JV. <laughs> and they're like, here's a wristband. Go in. They just shoved me out there. And it, it was real humbling for me, you know, as a athlete to go out there and not know anything. Yeah. Is that from, you know, when you're. High school ball—you're trying to go to the next level. You got to know everything, right? And, and so it, it was—it was, it was a good experience for me. And then my first catch, it <laughs> came against Southside Selma. Um, ran a little dig route, ten yard in, and I was not expecting the ball. And Prince, our quarterback, beams one at me, and I catch it. And I, it was behind the back. He hit a good spot, and because the safety was over the top, and he hit me in the back, and I immediately took a knee. Because I was, I don't know, I was a freshman. <laughs> Taking it back to being a freshman. I took a knee. I didn't want to get hit. I was scared. Promise you. You know, I, I hate to admit it, but I was. Yeah. I hit the hit in the back, and I hit the ground. I look over, and there's nothing but green grass and a touchdown. And I was like, oh, man. I'm going to hear this when I get back
0: to the sideline. Sure enough, I did. But uh, I played football and baseball throughout my high school career. That's about it. Yeah. So I mentioned in the intro that, uh, you know, you recently graduated from Dallas County High School a little over a year ago. You signed to play football at Fulton University in Montgomery. Talk about that process of um, deciding where to go after high school.
1: It's, everyone makes it out to be super tricky like you know it's it's a super hard decision it's, there's a lot of you know things that I go into it. and yeah they're right but all in all it's where you feel most comfortable at mm-hmm. like where do you feel God calling you uh, and to me um, all the places that I was looking at I was like oh, I want to go there and there you know started falling through like falling through the cracks and you know, God really, you know, started pointing me to Faulkner. Um, and, you know, through the process, you know, you get to know the coaches and everything, and you you kind of weed out who's trying to get you there to be a hit-and-dummy mm. versus someone to be a player. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, being the hit-and-dummy, you know, it, it pans out in the long run, but you're probably still going to be, you know, second strength, third strength. Now, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. But, you know, there's a difference between someone that needs you and someone that wants you. Hmm. So um, that's the way I was looking at it. And Faulkner really, they wanted me. Yeah. They wanted me to come. And they developed a relationship with me. And I I loved it. And that's how I decided to go there.
0: Yeah. And so you redshirted. And then um, just over the last few months, you've decided to take a year off from school to work and work out um, and just, in your words to me, you said you wanted to, you know, even strengthen your relationship with God. So talk about, you know, you're a college football player and then you you feel like God calling you to just tap the brakes and take a year off and kind of refocus your life. Talk about that process and what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, um, so, you know, I get the Faulkner and everything. I'm loving it. Um, midway through, you know, um uh, get a, they, they red shirt, but they're like, Hey, um, you really think that you're going to be good. I had, I had two, I had three seniors in front of me and they were all playing. And they're like, we, we think you, you can play on the field now, but do you want to waste that red shirt? Mm. I mean, waste that waste this year and everything. And I was like, no, sir. Um, And so from there, you know, I started making my way, you know, redshirting. I was doing all the right things. I was, you know, doing everything the coach asked me to do. And about midway through the season, you know, I kind of I hit a brick wall on like everything. School, um, sports. I got I got a concussion. Um, Cougusses really mess you up, believe it or not. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of, like, if it's a grade one or a grade five. It's, <laughs> they, they mess with you. And so I got in on a Sunday. Um, we had practice that day, and it was, it was a miserable day. I came flying in a hole, hit a linebacker, got up super pumped, and got in the wrong puddle because I didn't know where I was supposed to be. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I got the defensive huddle on there, like, all pointing at me, like, uh, get this guy out of here. So it was, it was, it was a fun experience to watch on film. Hmm. But um, from there, you know, I made it through the spring. Um, I received an injury on my hands that kind of disabled myself of being able to show, not not so much shine, but, like, tell the coaches I'm here to play, the new coaches, because we had a coaching change the whole staff this is like gone they coaches left they resigned my fall in the fall and then a no, new coaching staff came in my, in the spring and we got to know them and i was really hoping bouncing on you know showing them what i could do and injury happened i tore the ligaments in my hand and had that surgery on it so it enabled me to do that um and then you know, kind of like, tour like in that time, I was doing a lot of reading and you know, writing in my journal and everything. And I kind of felt like God was telling me, like, "Hey, take a year off, hmm. Probably, you know, slow down a little bit," um, because I had a lot going on. I was trying to find a way to get more money for school and all that, and try to. Do everything i was supposed to do in the classroom and on the field and i really couldn't do anything on the field but helped set up because i only had one one hand um uh, but I, you know I, was, I respectfully told the coaches like hey i'm taking the year off. um i just want to let you know um, I, I feel like this is what i need to do uh grow as a person and everything um and they, they respectfully you know they, they accepted it, and they said, I mean, if, you're, if you want to come back in the spring, let us know. Wow.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, that's, that's what I'm at now. I'm training, training hard, trying to trying to get become a better athlete, and, you know, I'm just putting my nose in the, God's Word, trying to grow as a person with God and walk as what God calls, you know, as a man. Um, and at the same time earn money to uh, go back to college. So.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, if you play college football, everything's paid for, but um, far from true, right?
2: Yes, sir. That's very <laughs> <maybe> far. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, unless you're a top D1 athlete. I mean, you're, you're having to rely on academic scholarships and your own money, so that's, that, that's a tough decision.
1: Yes, sir, and, and, and I tell myself I don't miss it, and I, I do, I do miss it. I miss it every day, um, just because of the fact I'm not on the field with them. Because like mm-hmm. I, I I watch their games every day, and like you you grow to have a bond with the, your teammates that you know that is greater than none. Mm-hmm. And um, so I mean, we're you you took blood, sweat in man hours on the field together, you know, especially in your, your your unit group, your position group, um, that I mean, it's unbreakable. And so as you watch it and you see all these guys getting out there and they're, you know, getting beat down. Like this past weekend they lost to a team, Ave Marie. Um, they lost by one point. And mm. it was it was heartbreaking because I mean it was a team that we were supposed to beat and we lost to them. But um you know just seeing that and you know talking to them, like hey what wrong what went wrong uh, what could I have done better or what not and they're like I mean, we really couldn't have done it their defensive line was stout this year mm-hmm. and so that's really what they told told me but um yeah from there i mean you can't you can't really put a feeling on it it's just a uh, it's just the action that comes out you yeah. should say.
0: yeah so you've mentioned a couple times about your faith, um, you know, how seventh grade you feel like God you know, was kind of humbling you and then um, the decision to walk away for a year. And, you know, this year you want to spend a lot of time in God's Word. So, you know, it's obvious that faith has a big impact on your life. So I want to talk a little bit about that for a minute. Um, you and I met um, two summers ago. You came to a football camp there in Selma. Um, yes, sir. And since then, you've you've served at a couple camps in Selma, and then uh, this last summer, you you helped at a football camp in Birmingham. So, why do you feel like I mean, as a eighteen nineteen year old, um, that serving at through sports and using your you know that platform is important to you? Talk about why you choose to do that.
1: Um. Well. It's kind of because I plan to go into law enforcement, or some some sort of law enforcement, whether it be game board and state trooper, and, mm-hmm. um, anything in that area, to, you know, serve. And, you know, one of my uh, the spiritual gifts is serving, mm. and um, so you know, I grew up serving, helping serve, and all that. So it's it's just part of my DNA, it's second nature to me, mm. and the way I show you know, like, you can get up on a stage and talk about it all day, you know, talk about God and God and everything, but you know, people are going to get impacted by that, but people are also going to get impacted on the people on the ground, you know, showing the love of Christ and all that, and that's what we're called to do, um, and I'm not I'm not notching, nicking at uh, people that get on stage and right. talk and they preach and all that, but you know, for... For me, my the way I serve and how I show, you know, the love of Christ is going out and serving and giving to others what has been given to me, um, you know, spiritually and the knowledge of what, you know, my elders and my mentors have given to me over time.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's good. I think you're right. I mean, yeah, there's definitely people that are called to preach, but, you know, one of the best ways we can share the love of Christ is just by going to them and loving on them. And, you know, we just happen to use sports as that, as that way. So um, I know I'm extremely grateful that you do give up a, a Saturday with us every now and then and use the football knowledge that you have to to share the love of Christ. So that's good. So let me ask you um, to offer some advice or encouragement to a student athlete that's that that may be listening we have a fair amount of student athletes that listen um, regularly to this podcast so it 's no secret that it 's becoming harder and harder to to be bold and live out your faith um, and as an athlete, you have a a platform a large platform to do that so what advice would you offer a student athlete that um, Is a believer, has this big platform of sports, but you know, maybe struggling to to be bold in their faith.
1: Oh, yeah, Um, it's gonna get tough. Uh, There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you're gonna, there's gonna be multiple sides. You're gonna be standing alone. Well, you're not gonna be standing alone, but find someone that is, they walk in the same faith. You know, they're walking Mm -hmm. with you, they can walk with you because in the Bible it says, one man stands against many will surely perish, but one man, sta- two men stand back-to-back, back, um, they will be able to see from all sides. And, mm. you know, the greater the greater, you know, the greater the group, you can better off, you know, stand together. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, um, it's going to get tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's no if ands or buts about it. Um, you're going to have these voices in your head telling you, like, oh, I don't want to, you know... I just want to go out and party, or, you know, that girl is very beautiful, you know. And you're going to want to go do things that, you know, in the Bible, it, it doesn't, it was outside of marriage. You're going to want to do things with them, and then you're going to want to go out and drink and indulge in alcohol and do drugs and do all that stuff, and it's, I mean, you, you're going to have those voices in your head. I mean, some of you, you're, you're maybe hardwired, like, I, I honestly don't want to do that, and that's fine. Said, that's how old I was. I mean I didn't want to do that, but you know, I knew people that were like they were in the constant battle of like to defend off those thoughts. And you're gonna wake up every morning going to workouts. I don't wanna do this. It's it's not something I wanna do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're always gonna have that one voice. It's gonna be drowned, it's gonna be very small, like, it's gonna be quiet, but you're gonna have that one voice that says, Get up, sound the mm-hmm. grinds. Let's get the day rolling. And it's gonna be there's gonna be four or five voices over that one. But you're gonna wanna hone in on that one voice because it's gonna be what drives you to the next next level and the next and the next. And, you know, high school athletes, I mean, they're gonna you know, you gotta you gotta breathe and live in the weight room. That's that's a big thing. I mean, that's what I did in high school. You know, every chance I could, I was in the I was down there at a field house, you know, getting a set in getting multiple workouts in, you know, twice a day, you know, once in the morning and once in the afternoon, you know, I wouldn't skip class, but I'd get my classwork done and I'd ask, hey, can I go to the field house or, or, you know, can I do something for the coach? And I'd go to the coach and be like, hey, coach, can I go work out? And he would give me the key and pass it out to the field house and I'd go work out. You want to always find the extra way to get an extra. Because the way I looked at it is like, while I'm sleeping, someone's working. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it's a big saying, you know, the longer you wait, you know, the less you, less you make. And you just got to push through every adversity, um, temptation, everything that's going to be thrown at you. Cause it's going to come. And it's, there's no, there's no doubt about it. I faced it. My buddy, buddies of mine faced it. Everyone's faced it. Um, but I'm sure Baker Mitchell faced it. I mean, His testimony. Um, You know, a lot of these guys that are in the NFL, NFL, they've faced everything and anything imaginable. Uh, There's something out there for it, and you just gotta push through everything. And yeah, you fall, get back up. There's, I mean, you fall seven times, you get up, you get up the last time, you're still doing great. So um, you don't, and another thing, don't get complacent. Hmm. Complacency kills dreams, so don't be complacent on oh well, I'm maxed out on this, I'm just gonna chill for a while. No, go for the next, go for the next uh, level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always strive for excellence. Um, and that kind of ties into like what I'm on right now um, as far as like in the Bible, I'm, I'm reading about the four faces of God and it's the eagle, the lion, the man, and then the ox, and the lion is, you know, power, like, you want to be powerful, and, you know, have authority, not so much authority over people, but have a, a presence about yourself, the eagle is excellence, you do everything excellence, I, anything, anything I can do, I can do better, like, you always do the best, and the man be, you know, relationships, you know, be the face of God.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, strive to to be what He calls us to be, and then the ox and the servant. You know, you ever? And it's gonna be like it's kind of be funny, but um, uh, Winnie the Pooh. You, ever, you know, watching that as a kid, Tigger, he would always say, you know, they'd be like, oh, let's go do this, and he would always say, I can do that better,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Tigger, Tigger can do that best. So the oxen was, you know, he'll. Do it the best. He'll do everything he has to do he'll plow field till he drops dead. But he will also he'll lay down his life as a sacrifice mm. for our, for an offering. So be the servant mm-hmm. and do it the best. So that's so that's what I'm on right now. And you gotta strive to be all four of those things. And um, especially as a Christian athlete and a student athlete, you wanna be the face of God, but also push towards yourself and. Everything you can to get better and strive and get to your dreams. Set a goal, and once you hit that goal, hit it. Yeah. Boy, my dad. My dad used to tell me. He said, "If you aim high and miss, I'll be proud. But if you aim low and hit, I'll, I'll just, I'll just look at you."
0: Hmm. That's a good reminder because um, on the complacency, because that's true as an athlete, but it's also true. Just in your spiritual journey, if you know we get complacent, that's when the enemy comes yeah. you know and pushes us down so man that's that's a good word to find somebody that like minded to walk through life with and to push you, but also you know aim high um, not just on the field but off the field to to press on toward the goal um, until until God calls us home that's 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 a good encouragement to for everybody I appreciate that. So let's clo- close it out with one question, one last one. Um, is there a favorite Bible verse, maybe just a life verse, or maybe one that, that God has just drawn you to over the last couple months as you've you know kind of transitioned from, from football and just taking this year off? I mean, is there just one verse that just pops in your mind that, that you'd like to share? Ooh, um, there's been
1: one I've been hanging on to. It's in Proverbs. I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, but it talks about... Let's see. Where are you? It's in, no, it's not in Proverbs. It's in John. Excuse me. That's okay. I think it's John 3... Is it John 3 No. Nah. Um. You know, I've been been sticking on this one. It's uh, John 3, 20, 21. It says, everyone who does evil hates the light, but will come into the light for fear that indeed their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly, but what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Mm. And to me, you know, uh, it... It tells me every day, like living the life. Do everything. Everything you do, it's always being seen by somebody. Mm-hmm. And you, everyone's watching. Right? No matter what you do, there's always someone watching. Even when you're not alone, you know, when you're alone, God's watching. So and, uh, that's the way I look at it. You know, God's always watching me. I've always you know, someone's always looking at you. And it's fine to see, like, hey, I want to see what he does wrong, or you know, yeah, stay. Um, so. Yeah. I take that verse and you know, I kinda like put it with like a flesh a flesh, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, blessing, um, example or whatnot. And you know, everyone's watching, so if I do evil, they're gonna be like, Oh, well he's a Christian, he can do that. And well he's doing evil, so that means I can do evil. So I stick you know, stick with like always do something right even when it's you know when you don't feel like it's the right thing to do I mean it, always do right well not not right thing to do but um, do right and always uh, you know because if you do wrong God's gonna you, God's gonna see it people are gonna see it and they're gonna be, they're gonna you know you're gonna become a hypocrite and well oh, they'll see you as a hypocrite
0: Hmm. That's a good so, word So
1: that's a, that's, a, that's one of them I'm stuck on right now uh, There's a lot of other ones I have not written down everywhere
0: Yeah, that's uh, good
1: I post them up on my board and whatnot but,
0: that, uh, That's a good idea Very good well, Man, I appreciate your time I know you got a lot going on with work And working out, so I appreciate your time Yes, sir I want to thank Paul Daniels again For taking the time to join us today I've always been encouraged since the first time I met Paul, every time I'm around him, every time we've talked, just his passion for pursuing Christ um, and and God's will for his life, even when it means making a difficult decision to take a year off from the sport that you love, from football, to take that year off to, to better himself, to follow Christ, to deepen his relationship with God, to work. To better himself, put himself in a better position, but never give up on that dream by working out every day, continuing to chase that passion of football. But most of all, his servant's heart. Paul is truly a servant. Every time I've been around him, when he serves at, at a camp put on by All In Sports hours just the passion that he serves with, the enthusiasm. It's just contagious with the kids that are attending. So hopefully you were encouraged just by this glimpse of his story Um, and his passion for Christ, his passion for making Christ known by serving. I want to thank you for listening, as always. We love our listeners. We love hearing from our listeners. We love any feedback. So visit our Facebook page. Visit our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. You can find out any and everything about the organization, um, upcoming events, to know how to pray for us, opportunities to serve with us, and ways to give as well. Um, But most of all, we cherish your prayers. We cherish your encouragement. Um, Share this episode. And the last thing I'm going to ask that you, if you've been encouraged by this episode, go to iTunes. Leave us a review. The more reviews we have, the greater the platform to continue to share the gospel, to share these stories of sports and faith through media. Thank you, and until next time.